There's so much going on, Lord. On every turn, people are trying to destroy us. They hate us. But you are fully able to thwart every plan that they have. Please keep us from the wicked and the snares of the devil. Amen. Amen. And even so, amen. Tonight, we start a new book. And the new book that we're starting tonight is the book of Joel. We call it Joel, but it's actually Joel. And we're going to talk about tonight, never forget the goodness of God. Never let anyone take away your history, your memories, what it is the Lord has done for us. And as I see there's a little situation, I just want you all to know that I thought about this plan, this message, so that it would have a fruitful benefit for us. But we don't get fruitful benefit from these things that we go through when we study. What good is it? What good is it? We don't just come here to hear and leave and go back and be as we were. We come here to grow. We come here to make our calling and election sure. Let me ask Andrina, do I need to do it from the computer? Or is it getting ready to crank up? No, I was just going to record it. I wasn't doing it live on. No, it won't do it. It said that um, it doesn't have the ability to do it that way. So some kind of update I need to do. So I'll just let it upload in the computer. And then I'll just upload it one day. So I, I didn't want to confused you. Will you forgive me? I think you, oh, you're shaking your head. They can't see you shaking your head. They might be like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't forgive me. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Thank you. Let's go to the book of Joel. And tonight we're talking about never forget what the Most High God has done for you as a people. Never forget. You know, one of the problems that I've had lately is that I've been seeing a lot of people saying, this is the end of the world. I can see revelation working its power. That they see revelation working itself out giving me any information, showing me that revelation is working itself out. I don't read anyone to think that this is the end of the world because you see a pandemic, and there have been pandemics before, some worse than we have right now. Some of you didn't have to stay in the house and put on a mask. People were just really dying. You didn't have to run up numbers for anything. There was no group called the CDC at that time. You didn't have a man named Bill Gates with a lot of money that can go in and vaccinate people all over the world. 
when I hear people say this is revelation, what are you basing it on? Because you see some black people get shot? Because you see a somebody's knee on his neck, and, and that's some funny looking things that I see on some of the things that I that I've seen. But I'm I'm going to that. But Ahmaud Aubrey, the one that people are forgetting about, hunted down like a dog, shot, called an effing nigger. Yeah, that's what he was called, an effing nigger. When you see that a city was behind it, a county was behind it and law enforcement officials were behind it and they would go along with it and many other like people that have been killed and you think that that's the end of the world but what about wilmington north carolina what about when the black people controlled a much of the government there what about when they were thriving and had much money prosperity there and then they gained they came together with the republican called the populist party and they were doing well, winning seats. But then you had a woman from Georgia decided to say that you know what? If you let if you let those people take control, you'd be better off to let them clog the river. It was her and another man that said that clog through, and they sent pet pictures out of black men like a big spook reaching and grabbing a little white woman. One of the guys that ran the black newspaper said that white women wanted the black women. They were amenable to the black women. They gave him 24 hours to get out of town. Then they burned his place. They put people outside with armed resistant weapons to keep the black people from voting. They hid that history in Wilmington, North Carolina. It was in 1898 when they were doing this kind of mess. And it has never recovered. People would kill them thrown in the river. They don't know if it was 60 or they don't know if it was 40 or more killed. And you say that this is the end of the world when you see Ahmaud Aubrey get killed or you see the thing with George Floyd. Have you never considered the people that were killed and stabbed, that were shot up in the woods, that was hanging from trees or induced fear inside of them, and many of our Christian brothers went along with that? How is it that it's the end of the world when we don't have as much happening as they did? I just want to submit to you that the book of Joel, or Joel, is going to deal with some things that people call end times. And for the same argument right now, I'm going to say end times. But I'm going to leave it open to which end time is the book of Joel talking about. We'll get to it. But this book of Joel, I don't get a precise date. And since I don't get a precise date on it, I want to let you know what it's about. It's about the people that have followed Yahweh, Yahweh God. And they have turned away from him. And he's going to execute his judgment upon them. And he's going to use four means of his judgment, the way that he does it throughout the Bible. But the biggest problem that we're going to see in this chapter one is that they've forgotten who he was. So in order for me to show you what's going on, and many of you already know that I believe that we black people are the true descendants of Abraham. You don't have to like it. But there are many books like John Ogilvy. In the 1500s, he talked about it. There are many other books that I can talk about one day, but there's a, 
done it. So if somebody cares to see some of those books, I can give you a link where you can go and read these books as long as they're still available for us to read. But right now, I want to show you why it is that the people of God have been destroyed. Why it is that the people of God are in such bad position. You know, sometimes, Andrina, somebody would think, oh, you saying that you believe that you all are the people of God, and that means that you're looking up and you feeling so great about yourself. Well, first of all, let's make this perfectly clear. The people of God killed his son. The people of God say his blood be upon us and our children. And don't you ever tell me that he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. First of all, that would be a mischaracterization of the scripture. You're being forgiven for the murder right then that you don't get put to death. His father would have probably executed, but you got to go in Acts chapter 4. You got to go into Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2, they asked Peter, what must we do to be saved? If when he said that, they were already saved. That question should never come out of their mouth. Am I correct? And he already condemned them. You killed him and God raised him from the dead. In the fourth chapter of Acts, verse 11, he said, there's no other name that God has given for men to be saved. That was Yeshua, Yahashua, for those that pronounce it with the A sound. We call him Jesus. I want you to see where the problem lies. Uh, there was a man that had a sitcom, and he used to say what the problem is. Let's look at what the problem is. Let's look how to solve it, and we're going to see the importance of history. Sometimes people get upset with me because, Tim, you talk about black. You talk about black history too much. Let me tell you something. Look me deep in my eye where the bags are. Number one, you have no idea how many people text me, how many give me messages, how many did I meet at random that tell me thank you when I'm talking to them one-on-one. They had no idea, did not care anything about the Bible because they were told that the Bible is a white man's book given to the black man to make him docile. And to a great extent, some of that is true because in the unholy Bible, they took out much of the scripture. I got it right there. I'm not going to open it up. I don't believe tonight. But the point being made is that I need you to understand that when I talk like this, people see someone that will advocate for them. They see somebody that will advocate and giving them a real solution, and that solution is tied in God's word. It's not tied in some other activist group that have ex God out of the out of the picture. It's not tied in some other group that don't care anything about the Most High God. That's not dealing with righteousness based upon His presuppositionally. Uh, just saying, just the first assumption is God is right. His word is understandable, and we can do it. Most of the time, it's based upon who's going to get me or let me be in power that I can control people, and that I can get money. So let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah is going to give you a backdrop. Why do you say Isaiah give you a backdrop for Joel or Joel? One of the reasons that I say that is because all of the prophets are going to quote Moses. Moses is giving them a verse. Moses is in the line of Levi. And up until the time that the Judah, the tribe of Judah, takes the scepter, of being the king and keep it, and up until the time that Judah becomes a lawgiver that you read in Hebrews chapter 7, you're going to be under what Moses says. Now, don't think that when you come out from under Moses, it gets weaker. It actually gets stronger. As a matter of fact, Hebrews chapter 11 says, how much sore a punishment 
do you think the one should be worthy that trod under foot the son of God and then you you've done you've done that despite the covenant oh Isaiah chapter one verse one I'm, again, the reason I'm giving you Isaiah, I've been giving you part of their history. I'm giving you part of what we've done, how wickedly we've been to get the book of Joel, okay? You would never get the locusts. You would never get the problems unless they did wrong. And you can read Deuteronomy chapter 28, 15 through 32, and you will know what I'm talking about, Deuteronomy 28, 15 through 32, and you'll see that. But Tim, why you're not reading it tonight? Do you want to give me all night? Because I'm good. I like it. I love it. As we say in the military, I want more of it. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 1. A vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, which you saw concerning Jerusalem in the days of Isaiah, is Jotham, Ahaz, Hezekiah, kings of Judah. That's your time frame. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for Yahweh has spoken. That means calling them to trial, and I got something here that has not moved with these people, heavens and earth. Yahweh has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children. They his master's crib, but Israel does not know. That's the problem. Why is it they don't know? I'm going to get some of that in Joel tonight. Israel does not know. My people does not consider. Why is it that we don't consider the things of God's eternal word that we consider everything else? I hear people going and giving slang or giving things or attributes to activist groups and will not, no matter what I say, go and read the belief statement, which is totally antithetical, totally against the word of the almighty God, and you're going to use that to be the thing to stand for black people? You are a damnable fool if you're going to move away from God any further than we have. Have. Look at how bad off we are. Somebody controls every facet of our lives. We have overlords. We have overlords when it comes to music distributing the music. We have overlords on our TVs. We have overlords in the music that we listen to. Overlords that we have on the seminaries. Overlords in the printing of the books that we call gospel books. We have people that have made millions of dollars that are not even Hebrew off of the Bible, off of Bible commentaries, off of Sunday school books. They publish and put out the songs that we have. They control our educational system through UNESCO, and they determine that we're not going to follow God when it comes to that. We're going to do evolution. They teach in the school, teach our children to be transgender, teach our children to be disobedient to parents, teach our children evolution. And you want to believe that the people that are our overlords mean as well? Look at their, look at their record. Look at the track record. Look at what has been done. Why is it that his people do not consider what is happening to them or what has happened? I'll tell you, verse 4, our sinful nation, a people laden with lawlessness, a people laden with iniquity, a people that will not conform themselves to God's law. Because even then they weren't under the law. This is why he says sinful nation. People with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors, they have forsaken, they have forsaken, forsaken Yahweh. And have provoked the Holy One of Israel to anger. They have gone away backward. Why should you be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick. The whole heart is faint. Look, look at our body politics. 
Then you say, Tim, I'm getting tired of you talking about black people. I've told you before, primarily I'm talking to black people. I've said primarily, not exclusively, not exclusively. Paul said, I come to the Jew first. The gospel was to the Jew first. When the, when the Messiah was here, look at Matthew chapter 15. He told that woman, I'm only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel first. John 10, verse 16, he says in the gospel of John 10, verse 16, he says, Other sheep I have which are not of the fold. And also I must bring in there should be one shepherd and one flock. What's wrong with What's wrong with me advocating that the black man come back to God, that he come back to his word, that he come to God's righteous standard so that he can be a blessing to himself, that he can be a blessing to his family, that he can be a blessing to his community, and, and then he can be a blessing to the world. If you're not a blessing to yourself, and if you're not rolling if you're not shaking up in the bag like you're shaking up chicken when you're flowering, if you're not shaking up in the bag of righteousness, you're going to spread dirt just like oppressors have done. Not everybody that's in the lineage or in the group of our oppressors oppress, but the ones that have the power, the ones that control the Senate, the Congress, the White House, the laws, governors, states, most of the time, those people in power are not doing things that bring us the glory that God wants us to have. What's our problem? Why should you be stricken anymore, Isaiah 1 and 5? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick. The whole heart is faint. From the sole of the foot until the head, there is no soundness in it but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not clothed. They have not been clothed. Neither bound up. Peter mollified with ointment. You have all these programs. Got a program for affirmative action. That's the one that helps the blacks. But you, most people never know about that when affirmative action was white, but we won't talk about that. Oh, but I got a book on it. Oh, yes, I got a book on it. And when I talk about this, you got NAACP. You got different groups that come up. You got different things that go on in the school. You got certain things, rules made for redlining. You got certain laws and things made up for locking people up here. But look at the problem still exists. The wounds haven't been closed. They haven't been bound up or mollified with ointment. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burnt with fire. Your land strangers devour in your presence. Israel had their own land, and people came in and destroyed their land. And it is desolate, overthrown by strangers. And the daughter of Zion is as a cottage in the vineyard a lodge in the garden of cucumbers as a besieged city. Everywhere we go, I'm making, I'm coming from what is written in the text there. When the people came around Judah, when the people came around Israel and besieged them like the Syrians, the Assyrians besieged them. I'm telling you now, we are besieged with so much stuff on the news, so much stuff in, in our public schools, so much stuff in our culture, so much stuff on the Internet, whether it's porn, whether it's ungodliness, whether it's people telling you don't remember your history, let your history go because it is no good, because there is no reason for you to bring up anything historical. And blame a little girl. They use a little girl like I'm supposed to be excited about little girls. Do you know how many black men were killed because of the fact women's rights were threatened? They said because black men were doing stuff. And in Wilmington, it was the white men with the guns going and shooting at black people. But they depicted it as if it were a black man. It's a goddamnable lie. Don't tell me that a little child 
heaven to pay something to somebody else did. Did you think little children have to pay in their taxes before they don't have fully locked up? Or when you eventually pay settlement or money that you send to Israel all the time, or money that you gave to the Japanese, or money that you gave to the Chinese, money that you pay for the senators to go out and do dirt on what you call um, lobbying? Do you think a little black girl should the rest of her life be deprived of what, her fa- what was taken from her family and lose the wealth and the security of what was for them? Do you feel that the little girl, the little black girl, because of the product of her environment and how she was raised, should always have to overcome, should always have to come, overcome what it was taken from her, what was happening to her family with education, what has happened with her family, whatever she, they lost property, what happened with her family when they weren't able to get loans, what happened when the GI Bill was kept from the black people that went in and fought with World War One and World War II. I want you to understand, and the life and the, and the status that was taken from black men that went and fought in the Civil War, do you think this little black child should always be deprived of what has happened? But the little, but the little white girl, she's a product of her environment. She don't have to overcome. She's already benefited from it. They still own the land. The laws are still written in their favor. So a besieged city is the same thing as when you're besieged and you got laws against you, you got history against you, and you got people that call conservatives against you, and you got church members that are against you, and then your white brothers say, forget about it, but they never forget about Israel. And Israel was forced and forced on those people with zero Herzl and the Balboa Agreement. So I'm not going to go into all of that. I just want you to understand. But the Bible says except Yahweh of hosts, the Yahweh of armies have left to us a small remnant. We'd have been as Sodom. It should have been like unto Gomorrah. We'd have been like Sodom destroyed, and we should have been like the Gomorrah destroyed. So God changes the name of Israel. Hear the word of Yahweh, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear to the law of God, you people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, save Yahweh? I am full of the offerings of ram and the fat-fed beast. I do not delight in your bullocks or your lambs or your goats. I don't like your worship. I don't want you coming and doing your worship, offering sacrifices, singing songs to me. You are full of lawlessness. Don't come before me asking me to help you. Why you dirty, filthy, mac nasty? Yes, I said mac nasty. Bible says in the, in the middle of that verse, and I delight not in the blood of bulls or bullocks or lambs or of he goats. When you come to appear before me, who's required to set your hand to tread my course, come up in my course walking around being pious. Bring no more vain oblation. If you're not going to obey me, your worship is vain. If you're going to live in wickedness and ungodliness, you're going to lay up and sexuate, homosexuate, you're going to lie, you're going to prevaricate, you're going to go and join yourself to people that's against me. Don't come and worship me. Don't add to it. It's vain innovation. He says, incense is an abomination to me. Don't pray to me and you live it like that. Don't act like you're trying to come before me because I'm holy. The new moon is the Sabbath and the calling of assemblies. I cannot away with it is iniquity even the solemn meeting but you got people telling you you can go to church live in the kind of daggone way you want to i argue with a man the other day telling me he liked bob george i said bob george is wicked did, yes i said it i didn't bite my tongue bob george you can do anything you want to you don't even have to ask forgiveness 
You can sexuate, you can fornicate, you can commit suicide, all this kind of stuff. He said, I cannot away with it. It's iniquity when you come and call yourself worshiping me. Your new moon, your, your appointed feast, my soul hated. They are trouble to me. I am weary to bear them. And when you spread your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Isn't that what's happening to us? Every time you turn around, we are being used as a pawn by a Republican or a Democrat or independent or somebody trying to get in office, somebody trying to rile us up and make us act up or somebody acting like the, us like they did in Wilmington. They're shooting up the people, killing the people, and then you make the news like the black people were doing. Yeah, you did. It's a damnable lie. Well, you're doing the same thing with Antifa now. And when you spread your hands to pray, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. What's the solution? What's the solution here, now, and in the book of Joel? What's the solution? How are you going to remember? How are you going to What do you say? He says, wash you and make you clean. Put away the evil of your doing from before my eyes. Cease to do evil, learn to do well. Cease to do evil, learn to do well. Based on what he said, well is. Notice there, seek judgment. That means seek justice, relieve the oppressed. When I try to relieve the oppressed and I tell people that there is an oppression on black people, they look at me like I'm a damnable fool. But just because you look at me as like I'm a damnable fool, I can look at you as if you're a damnable fool because you don't have the knowledge. You don't have the information. You never cared. You didn't have to care because you're in the majority. I'm becoming the majority of power. But the Bible says seek judgment, relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless, plead for the widows. Come now, let us reason together, though your sins be as scarlet. They shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be like wool. Listen to this verse. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. When we when we slide in this dwell, you're going to see that God is sending something to destroy and eat up all of their good so that they'll starve to death. But he said, even here in Isaiah, and Isaiah is writing, and you find out if you know history in 722 B.C., the Assyrians came and took our people away. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of Yahweh has spoken it. Listen to this question. Listen to this question, my dear black brothers, and any of the brothers that say they love God. How does the faithful city become a harlot? If you are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid, or you liken to a city that is set on a hill, and you become blind in the city of the living God, how is the faithful city become a whore? It was full of judgment. Righteousness lies extended, but now murderers. Your silver has become dross. Your wine mixed with water. You know what people, when people try to tell you they didn't drink wine in the Bible and Jesus didn't give them wine and they didn't drink wine in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, they said it was mixed with water. Do you see that's a sign of a curse? And they gave them cursed wine? That's the ignorance talking prohibition and trying to mix it in with the Bible. It's a damnable lie. They need to learn to read better. It says your princes, your one, your leaders are rebellious and companion of thieves. Everyone loves gifts. I don't care if it's John Lewis. I don't care if it's that Jamaican lady. I don't care if it's Cory Booker. You love gifts. You fall at the rewards. I look at the legislation you do that against us. I look at the other and I you get 
care where we are in the school boards. You vote for things that are hurt us and three because he's a mason. What did I say? You will go to someone in the line and Albert Mackey and the different things. You got your own worshipful master, and you got your own altar, and you do your own religion, and you are you gonna be over at me? How are you gonna mix that too? You got an altar, you got a temple, etc. So what if you get connections? I want my connections to be with God. Everyone has gifts. And follow up the reward. They judge not the fatherless. Neither cause the widows to come to them. Therefore, saith Yahweh of hosts, the Lord of hosts, the mighty one of Israel, I will ease me of mine adversaries. I will avenge mine enemies. And I'm asking God, judge your enemies. Judge them quickly. Judge them swiftly. Wipe them off the planet if they have chosen not to repent. Lord, get rid of them so that righteousness can reign. I don't care if it's in my family. If it becomes me, get rid of me. Let me not cause people to be hurt and damned and hurt. And I will turn my hand upon thee and purely purge away thy draws and take away all thy ten. Listen to this promise. And I will restore thy judges as the first and thy counselors as at the beginning. Afterwards, afterward, thou shalt be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. Do you understand that? Zion will be redeemed with judgment. That's the only way we're going to make it in America. It's got to be God's judgment. And her converts with righteousness. We've got to be righteous. We can't do everything that everybody else does. 28, and the destruction of transgressors and of sinners shall be all together. Can we give God praise on that? You know what I'm saying? Give him a lot of praise. And the destruction of the transgressors and of the sinners shall be together, and they, listen to listen to this, and they that forsake Yahweh shall be consumed. You think it's cute because you can, you can put sexy stuff and sexy memes on, on Facebook? You think it's cute because you can talk about some whore you've been with? You think it's cute because you can talk about oral sex and all of this and people respond to you and like it? God is going to deal with you. It doesn't matter what church you went to and you wasn't told. I'm telling you the butt naked truth. It doesn't matter if, if right now you can look back at Tim. You did so and so. I don't care what I did. God, my butt. Turn me around. Maybe he whipped yours and you keep doing it. But the land got to be rid of that, whether we change or whether we get put to death. And the Bible said they'll be ashamed of the oaks which they have desired. And you shall be confounded by the gardens you have chosen. In other words, the, the religion that you were following, the things that you were doing that were outside of God's will. That's my introduction to Joel, because since Joel didn't give me one, I want you to see what kind of people these were. Now let's go to the prophet, the beautiful prophet Joel. Joel, his name means, as a matter of fact, this is the same as Isaiah, I mean, uh, Elijah, Yahweh of God or the Lord is God, or Jehovah is might. You pick the one you want to. The word of the Lord, or the word of Yahweh, that came to Yoel, the son of Pethuel. Pethuel means ingeniousness of God, or God delivers. You can choose which one you want to. It doesn't give me 
which one I get to choose. But here's the point. When they say the word of the Lord came to Joel, we're not like, Joel, Joel. No, we're talking about in physical form. The same thing that you get in John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And in him was life, and the life was the light of man. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Verse 14 says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, the glory. That was the word that was came and dwelt among us. If you don't like that, how about Hebrews 1 and 1? In Hebrews 1 and 1, you saw it looking, God, who in sundry times or in different times and in various manners, in times past, he spake to the fathers about the prophets, hath in these last days, we're going to be talking about last days in the book of Joel, hath in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he, whom he has appointed heir of all things. I'm trying to slow it down for you all. Yeah. Whom he has appointed heir. H-E-I-R, not A-I-R, heir of all things, by whom also he made the world, who be in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. When he had by himself purged us from our sins, he sat down on the right hand of the majesty in high. Here's the point. It wasn't the first time he ever showed up in earth in the book of John. He had showed up before, shown up in a bush one. He had shown up and ate with Abraham. Well, I don't know if Abraham ate, but in the 18th chapter of Genesis, he ate. In the book of Ezekiel, he was standing on top of the firmament. In Exodus chapter 24, they saw him. They saw him. So the word of the Lord came to Joel, the son of Pethuel. Hear this, hear this ye old men. Now, the word old men, when you look at that, it actually, it seems like the preponderance of the evidence is saying that it means elders. Some translations will say elders. It's talking about the So hear this. Uh, ESV say you elders. NIV 84 say you elders. NIV says you elders. Holman Standard Bible, and I mean there's many that say you elders. Some say you age men because they have the uh, option to use that. Hear you this, you elders, and give ear all the inhabitants of the land. Have this been in your days or even in the days of your fathers? Notice he's asking about the present and he's asking about the past. Did you get it? Mm-hmm. Have this been in your days or even in the days of your fathers? Listen, this this is the thrust of my message. Hear me. This is the thrust of my message. History. Your history. You shall not forget the history of God. Listen. Tell it to your children. Tell your children of it. One. Let your children tell their children, two, and their children, three, and another generation. That's four generations of children. He lived to be almost 70. He lived 70 something. But just cut it off at 50. I'm going to cut it off at 50 because he's dead. So you say 1959 subtract 50. That puts you back at uh, 18, about 1899, not 1899, 1889, okay? Let's say that his daddy, 50 more years, then his daddy, with four generations, you get 200, right? Four times 50 is 200. So we're going all the way back to the time people tell me to forget of in the 1820s, 1830s, 
I'm breaking up. Do I need to do something different? Do I need to talk softer? I just reduced the volume, you so, so maybe that'll help. Okay. Uh, Gary, let me know if that helps. Yeah, let her know if it helps. So here, Gary, since we have the same daddy, being conservative, going back four generations from our daddy, who lived to be 80, I'm just doing 50 because I know his daddy died around 50. Going back four generations, 50 times four. Now, what do we have? Right now, it's 2020. You subtract 18, you subtract 200 years at 1520. I guarantee you we go back further than that, and we know our history. If we don't know our history, I know enough about it. And most of the stuff that has happened to us, just like in Wilmington, it has a direct effect on us. But here is the effect that God wanted it to have. God never wanted you to forget your history. You hear me? Look at it. I want you to look me deep in the eye and call me a damnable liar because that's what you're going to make yourself. It says, give ear all you inhabitants of the land. Had this been in your days or even in the days of your fathers, how would you know if you didn't know your history? Tell it to your children and let your children tell their children and their children another generation. That which the palmer worm have left hath the locust eaten, and that which the locust have, have left hath the canker worm eaten, and that which the canker worm have left the caterpillar have eaten. We're only going to go to about verse 8. I want you to see that there is a destruction of what is taking place. You've got four different types of locusts. You've got the palmer worm. The palmer worm is considered to be, well, the word is gasm, and that one they consider to be a swarming locust. Then you have the one that's just called a locust. That word for that one, that one is the one, it's for an invader. Mm-hmm. Then you have the one that's called the canker worm. They're not even sure. It says locust, like a cockroach, a large stage of a co- I mean, large stage of a locust. Then you have one that's called a cat- caterpillar, which is like the. Let's see. I got to go back through my morphology. An egg larvae. It's like the larvae. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the larvae of the insect. I got to go back through my what they call metamorphosis of the insect. But here's the thing. Tell it to your children. I want to submit to you by the children not knowing their history. Before I even tell you about the palmer worm, the locust, the canker worm, and the caterpillar, is because they didn't remember their history. So that's what we're going to spend our time on right here to set the book of Yoel up so that we can understand what's going on in this passage. Is that fair? God had told them. He had told his people in Exodus 13 and 8, Thou shalt show thy son in that day, saying, This is done. Because of that which Yahweh did unto me when I came forth out of Egypt. You're going to teach your son through the different ceremonies he had, especially the Pesach, what we call the Passover. It's so that your children will know I brought you up out of Egypt. I kept you from being in bondage anymore. I did that for you. Give that to them as their history. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and 9, when Moses is given the second law, that's why it's called Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, second normal law. He's giving it to these people at the book of Num at the end of the book of Numbers before he dies. Moses says, Only take heed, only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest you forget the things which your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart 
all the days of your life, but you shall teach them. You shall teach them to thy sons and thy sons' sons. It should be generationally taught. That's Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse number 9. And the next one is chapter 6, verse 4, Deuteronomy. Same beautiful, blessed book. Here's what they call the Shema. Hear, O Israel, Yahweh our Elohim, or the Lord our God, is one Lord. He is one Lord. He is one Yahweh. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And and it's just not going to be in your heart. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. Not about you. You you are in the position of being on a limited state like like me. And you you just stand for me. You're my proxy. You're my proxy with these children. These are my children. You are my proxy. And you are going to teach them about me. Listen to what Diligently, you will inculcate them. You will diligently teach them to your children. You shall talk to them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. I will submit to you that people that know me know I talk this kind of talk. And you don't want to do business with me today. The Catholics in the Reform call that catechizing. It is, yes, that's right. And he said you should bind them. For a sign upon your hand, everything you do, and front between your eyes. Listen to the twenty-first, the twentieth verse of chapter six. And when your son asks you, this is this is Deuteronomy chapter uh-huh. six, verse twenty. And when your son asks thee in time to talk, time to come, not time to come, <laughs> time time to come, saying, "What mean these testimonies and statutes and the judgment which Yahweh our God has commanded you?" You shall say to your son. We were Pharaoh's bondmen in Egypt, and Yahweh brought us out with a mighty hand, and Yahweh showed signs and wonders, and great so upon Egypt and Pharaoh and all his households and before our eyes. And he, he, not any of the other gods in the neighborhood, he, not any activist group, he, not somebody rise up with a different opinion, and he brought us out then that he might bring us to give us this land, which he swear to our fathers. And Yahweh commanded us to do all these statutes, mm-hmm. to fear Yahweh, to fear Yahweh our God for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as it is to this day. That was the right of history for the people. Now I want you to see what happened to us. All this is in Joel. You teach your sons, you teach your son's son, you teach your son's son, and then you teach the other generation's son. In Judges chapter 2, verse 8, you must understand this, because if you don't understand this, you will not understand how I'm teaching the book of Yoel. I don't care if nobody else didn't teach it this way. This is me teaching it. I didn't find much people teaching Joel anyway. So it says in Judges 2, verse 8, And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of Yahweh, died, being 110 years old. That's a very epical moment. That's epoch with an A-L, epical moment. And it says, and they him in the border of his inheritance. Tim Nasserez, mouth of Ephraim on the north side of Gaash. And he probably don't care anything about that. But verse 10 is what I want you to hear. Let me get in my serious posture. And also, all that generation were gathered to their fathers, all the generation of Joshua. And there was another generation after them 
which knew not Yahweh the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. And they knew not the Lord. They had forgotten him. <laughs> the parents must not have taught them well. They didn't know the Lord, nor the works he had done for Israel. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam. This is how you can see in chapter 1 of Isaiah, they had gone for judgment. They had gone from righteousness because that was hundreds of years afterwards. They've done the same thing. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and they served the Balaam. They forsook Yahweh, God of their fathers. Isn't that what we black people have done in America? Isn't that what we've done? We have done everything that we can to be accepted by our white brothers. We don't look and say, can I be accepted by Yahweh Most High? Irrespective of what it means to our black brothers, white brothers, Chinese brothers, Japanese brothers, can we look and say we want God to be pleased with us? And the children of Israel, did evil in the sight of Yahweh, and served Balaam, and they forsook Yahweh, God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt. They weren't supposed to forsake. They were supposed to be taught. And they followed other Elohim gods. And the Elohim or the spirit beings of the people around about them. And they bowed themselves to them and provoked Yahweh to anger. And they forsook Yahweh and served Baal and Asherah. What do we serve now? Mm. What did the OJ say? Money, money, money. People will lie. Lie, they would cheat and say, money, money, money. People don't care who they hurt or beat. Yeah. A woman will sell her precious body for a small piece of paper that carries a lot of weight. I want to submit to you to everything that we're going to do this weekend. is either going to be the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, or the pride of life. And you can get a lot of that by tomorrow. And the family was hot against Israel and delivered it to the hand of the spoils, and he spoiled them. And he sold them to the hand of the enemy. I would submit to you, black people, we've been sold. We've been sold to the enemy so much so we don't get to determine all child curriculum from school. We don't get to determine a lot of time what our worship is. We don't get to determine when we want to give out our information because they can shut you down. We don't get to go and tell you more history because of the shutdown. It's been hidden from you. We don't get to determine how it is we're going to serve in certain places in government because sometimes it's shut down. We don't get to determine if you want to be heterosexual because we can lose our jobs. The anger of the Lord was against Israel. He delivered them to the hand of the spoilers, and they spoiled him, and he sold them to the hand of the enemies round about so that they could no longer stand before their enemies. If you look at the slave ships and you see them chained up there, and they chain worse than the cans of my sardines that I eat. Mm. And it says, with the soul that they went, the hand of the Lord was against them for evil. Do you think God's hand is for us? Really, let's, let's look around. Do you really think God's hand is for us? Look at what we go through. Look at what you pay for your mortgages. Look at what you pay for interest on your cars. Look at the payday loans that set up in your place. Look at what the test is done medically on you. Look at what the tests that have been done on us for the longest. Look at what they teach you in your school so that you can be inferior. Look at what they do. And look at how they use you. And they get one woman can get on their face and say, I see the threatened police coming to help me. I'm Penelope Pitstop. Help me. Whether they went out, the hand of the Lord was against them for evil, as Yahweh had said, as Yahweh had sworn unto them, and they were greatly dis 
distress. Listen to this. Nevertheless, Yahweh raised up judges which delivered them out of the hand of those that spoiled them. Yahweh, God, is going to give you somebody that will tell you the truth. I'm trying to be one in that number. But listen what the Bible says. And they yet would not hearken to their judges. And what a whoring after other Elohim gods. I say Elohim because when you say God, people think that there are no other gods because it comes from the German word got, G-O-T-T. But the word is Elohim, which is a spiritual being that has power. Uh, sometimes they can be called principalities, powers, watchers, rulers of the darkness of this world. They went a whoring after other gods. Deuteronomy 32, I believe, 17, called them Shedim. It says, and they bowed themselves unto them. They turned quickly out of the way which their fathers had walked. Listen, they turned quickly out of the way of their history and obeying the commandments of Yahweh. But they did so. Let's recover what we've looked at. We've looked at why it is God was mad with them in the time of Isaiah. They had turned away from righteous judgment, but they were still doing worship. He saw it as an abomination. He saw it as damnable before his sight. They were, they were walking in iniquity, yet they were still worship. He says judgment was gone, and since judgment was gone, their whole head was sitting on the crown of their head to the sole of the feet. That judgment had to come back into the land. I went and showed you that, and I showed you that uh, Joel came, and God, he was the son of Pethel. The word of the Lord came to Joel, met with him, and then he talked about you all, you got to keep your history. I want you to understand what has happened by our oppressors. I want you to understand what has happened to we black people in America. And if you don't like me saying that, then turn it off. But you're going to miss out on something. I want you to, if you think about it, sometimes a memory hole, M-E-M-O-R-I, memory hole. I want to read you something about a memory hole by George Orwell. It was in his book, 1984. A memory hole is a mechanism for the deliberate alteration or disappearance or inconvenience or embarrassing documents, photographs, transcripts, other records, or archives, particularly as part of an attempt to give the impression that something never happened. Do you understand when I tell you don't throw it and destroy those statutes? You don't get it. You don't get it. You, you you get out there and you want to destroy the statue of James, Mary, and Sim. You want to get rid of Jefferson Davis, and you don't begin to understand that this is people that were elevated with all of the dirt and the wickedness that they do. You want to keep it there so that you can say, this is what you done. This is what you did. But you want to remove it. But I want to submit to you, when it says website or archive, do you understand why you, it's hard for you to find anything about our history anywhere from the, from the 1600s? One day, I think I'm going to have me some screenshots made and just show you some of the books that contain history of we people. And when it show you that some of the books that will show, that, oh, yes, many of the black people were called the swarthy, the nasty Jews in Portugal. Where do you think the black death came from? But anyway, here, here is the thing that I want you to understand. I want you to see that some of those books can cost as much as $50,000, 30000 8,000. We want these books readily and easily accessible to people. But anyway, I want you to see that it's an impression that something never happened. The concept was first popularized by George Orwell's 
1949 dystopian novel, 1984, where the party's ministry of truth systematically created, listen, systematically recreated all potentially embarrassing historical documents, in effect rewriting all of history to match the often changing state propaganda. These changes were complete and undetectable. That's why you that's why you worship on Saturday. That's why you have Christmas. A lot of things that you didn't see or were given to us and the things that were against what was being said systematically have been done. This is why all of a sudden you think we only came here in 1619. Well, people were already here from Angola. Old Mech people were already here. People were already here from Folsom people. We already got plenty of stuff that was here. But you see, let me tell you something. I need to read this one article, something that Orwell said, then I'll make the statement. Who controls the past controls the future. Who controls the present controls the past. Controls the past controls the future. This is Orwell. Who controls the present controls the past. The mutability of the past is central tenet of Ingsoc. That's I-N-G-S-O-C, Ingsoc. Past events, it is argued, have no objective existence, but survive only in written records and in human memories. The past is whatever the records and the memories agree upon. And since the party is in full control of all records and in equally full control of the minds of its members, it follows that the past is whatever the party chooses to make it. Children of Israel! You need to tell your children, and you need to tell your children's children, and then their children, and another generation. If our families ever been able to tell us whether it was in their own language or not what had happened, we wouldn't have to go piecemeal this. You see, when you turn away from God, he lets enemies take over. There's so much stuff you look at on the web. You, when you find somebody that can tell you something that really happened and explain some of the depth of the wickedness that has been done against us, you end up saying, it ain't true. I can go look at Snopes. I don't care what that fat man and fat woman say. I want to see what the truth is. And what ends up happening, you get taught to not believe what information that black people give you because they're not white. Listen to me. When you begin to understand how the educational system was set up in America, when they were bringing them here during the homestead time in 1862, New York was not in the South. They had better education. They had Harvard and different places like that up, uh, up north. And they would bring people in from Ireland or whatever. They would bring from different places. They had a better education than you did in the South to start with. You have one teacher for a thousand down here for the blacks. And so they come in to get an education. They could get the land free, and they could start out way ahead of you. And then the people that set up the colleges, they do the black studies because they know the black studies. You don't know how much trouble it is to get black information, and sometimes you can't even get it. But if you go to the museums and things in Europe, you can see a lot of black stuff that have been rummaged and pondered. But here's the thing. Our white brothers that don't care anything about us, they got themselves in the position to be over black history. They got themselves to be over, and that's why they can tell you that black was, blacks were savages. Oh, but when I start reading the destruction of Af when I look at the destruction of African civilization, when I start reading and start looking and seeing things like this, I say, "You lied to me." 
So when you have people that have already determined what African studies would be and what they would teach you, it's always in the light of their power. And don't think that all Africans are going to be different as well because the British are in control there. And many of the people, if they can appeal and they look good to the overlord, guess what? They get positions of power. In the Soviet Union, is this interesting? Because I want us to understand why it's so important what he's telling them in Joel. If we don't get this part in Joel, we can talk about the locals. We can talk about the day of the Lord. We can talk about all of that. But why is it coming? You forgot. You forgot. Somebody took your history or you denied it. You better go back and get your history. You have a history. And the Bible says, not the Bible, it says censorship images in the Soviet Union. If you type that into Google, censorship of images in the Soviet Union, listen to what Stalin did. Censorship of images was widespread in the Soviet Union. Visual censorship was exploited in a political context, particularly during the political purges of Joseph where the Soviet government attempted to erase some purged figures from Soviet history and took measures which include altering images or destroying and destroying film. The U.S. has access which was specifically prohibited by state law. Here is the thing. What is the crime? If I were to read more about what Stalin did, it would tell, it tell about pictures that he had deleted. Could it tell about different things, articles that were taken away that they didn't have? So what I did was I just stopped right then, just to let you say I told you where to go look to find it if that's something that you're interested in. But what's the crime? What's the crime in forgetting and not teaching your children? Listen to Psalm 78 and 4. Psalm 78 and 4, this is powerful. This is a masculine or a teaching or instruction from Asaph. Listen to what it says. Tim, you ought to, you know what you ought to do? You ought to just read one and get the whole taste of it. To those that don't know it, I've taught this whole book of Psalm as well as this, this passage, and it's on our podcast. If you want to share this message with people, I'll be glad if you do it. Because there, are some things that, there are things that we have had censored from us. For, for too long. Well, it says, give your, oh, my people, to my law, okay, my Torah. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark things of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from our children, showing the generation to come the praises of Yahweh and his strength and his wonderful works which he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that they should make them known that they should make them known that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children. This will be the way you only get to see Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, or whatever during the time of black history. You don't ever get to hear anything about Tucson Overture. You don't get to hear anything about the people that really stood up for righteousness. You don't get to hear about the people like Ezekiel Archie who was forced to go work in a coal mine for something he didn't do because of the fact your black codes made him illegal. And we and J.T. Milner, who became a senator, wanted to make these people work. 
so that he could have what he wanted in United Steel to bought that place for him. I just want you to understand. If you don't know your history, you're going to be plundered. I'm talking about the children of God. You will be plundered. It's wicked and it's ungodly what they did us. Let's go back to Joel, and now that you got a background on how I'm trying to teach this passage, I'm trying to teach this passage from the premise that he told them not to forget. If they had forgotten, if they had dismissed it, they would never have the problem with the locusts. So again, the word of Yahweh, which came to Joel, the son of Pethuel, hear this, you elders, give ear you have to the land. Have it been in your days or in the days of your fathers? Tell ye your children of it. Of their children and their children of the generation. That which the swarming locust, that which the palmer worm has left, the locusts have eaten. Well, actually, this is the cutting locust. I'm sorry. It, it probably won't make that much difference. And that which the locusts have left, the canker worm has eaten. So we're talking about here the swarming locust when it says the locust. And then it says that which the canker worm has eaten. These are four different stages of it, okay? That's what we got. This is called the hopping locust. And then it says that which the cat and he is left there for the caterpillar, the worm. Awake, you drunkards. Here's the problem. You all are so into partying. You all are into so much having fun that you're drunk. Awake, you drunk. There's two kinds of drunk. There's one you can be drunk off of stuff. And there can be one that you're drunk and you're inebriated with your culture. You feel like everything is okay because you could take as much going on with you, but you're not thinking about your children. Mm. Awake, you drunk, and weep. And howl, all you drinkers of wine. Because of the new wine, for it is cut off from your mouth. Because of the new wine. You're not getting the new wine. For a nation has come upon my land. And I'm going to be showing you all that the locusts are emblematic of nations. For a nation has come upon my land, strong and without numbers, who teeth are the teeth of a lion, and the cheek teeth of a great lion. Do you think whenever they sit dogs on our people, do you think when you were washed down with hoses, do you think when they would come in and take care of the house and just burn crosses in front of your house, do you think when they would just whip you, do you think with all the things that we went through that we should not teach it to our children and our children's children? Don't you let nobody, don't you let nobody tell you to forget. Let it go. And this is what we got to, come to look at and say, God, help us. This is our history. This is our past in the country. Fight for us. And we'll know when you have fought for us. We'll know when you're delivered. Let somebody tell you and let them mollify you with uh, Isaiah. The Bible said in Isaiah, you uh, you mollified, but it what, didn't even help the people. When we were talking about mollified, you didn't bind up the wound. You didn't bind up the wound or nothing. And it says, he has laid my vine waste the vine of Israel, and a bark my tree, you skint the tree, and made it clean and bare, and cast away, and the branches thereof, are made white. This is this is what has happened to us. This is how we've been brought down so low. We've been made bare. We have been skint. We have been chewed like a lion. We have been mistreated. Why? Why?
I was going to show you how the locust is a type of people. I won't show you everything that I have, but I'll just give I'll just give you a call. Proverbs thirty and twenty seven said the locusts have no king, yet they go forth all of them by bands. And in Jeremiah five fifteen, he says, Lo, I will bring upon you this is Yahweh talking, I will bring upon I will bring upon a nation upon you from afar, a house of Israel, saith Yahweh, it is a mighty nation, an ancient nation, whose language you don't know, neither understand. Their quiver is an open Sepulchre, it's like a grave. They are mighty men, and they shall eat up thy harvest and thy bread, which thy sons and daughters should have eaten. They shall eat up thy flocks and thine herds. They shall eat up your vines and your fig trees. They shall impoverish the fenced cities, wherein thou trustest with the sword. And the last one, I do need to give you a last one. Let me give you. Isaiah 
I'll open our class. I'll open our class for discussion. If there's any discussion that's going to be had tonight, any discussion. If I made somebody mad, they just can be mad. But at least I want to know why. <laughs> Anyone? Any comments? You can type it down. You can type it down on the Facebook or you can call it in. I'll give them the number 404 566 if you like to speak on the conference line. It sounds like somebody else was getting ready to have something to say. Go ahead if you were getting ready to have something to say. You, you're breaking up just a little bit, but it was, um, I don't know if you hear me. I hear you well. Um, very good message. I, I, I like the way how you brought it in from Isaiah and the various passages and um, really focusing in on knowing our history. You said something about the other day, and uh, you didn't say it tonight, but it's, it's still there, um, the myth of neutrality. So um, I think that would go well with this because um, there's there's a wage war, war waged against us and um, we, we, we we can't remain neutral. So um, uh, it it was a good message. So yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Is there anyone else that would have something to say in in our in our meeting tonight? Because on every front, I see people telling us to forget. And God said, don't forget. Now, who am I going to listen to, them or him? We're going to listen to him. And Just that um, how we magnify the importance of the next generation. And many of us don't have the vision, mm -hmm. uh, the foresight to even consider that. And I think it's all been designed in such a way to make us forget our children and to make us not pass on the history. Everything we've been taught is not our history. It's what we would call American history minus the black people, what we call the black people, what we call the African American people. Mm -hmm. And that even our history is still segregated. If they will give you a mother, you can tell some things and whatever. But if we don't begin to teach our children what happened to us here, we have no history. Because in, in what they, by what they say, what American history is, we were not a people. We were just brought here in, in the, you know, 1619. Yes. This is when our history starts. And so even then you don't want to tell our history. Then we're not 
ever, we don't have a history. We don't have a And we've been taught to individualize everything, every part of our every part of our life, our success, um, our home life, and our work life. Is everything is compartmentalized, and so so if I make it to a certain um, state in life, then this is what I'm going to teach my children, as opposed to teaching them the entire history, teaching what you had to overcome, teaching the obstacles of your forefathers, your foremothers, you know, your ancestors, teaching that what we came out of, and that, that gives them more, that will give them more integrity and to say, we they came through and they brought you through, and they brought your parents through, and so you're bringing us through, it gives you something to work towards. And it's like, it's, we're just telling, you know, I got an education, you need to get one. Or, you know, uh, I got married, you need to get married. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever it is, we're individualizing it and not taking it to the extent that God said we should take it to. And we should go back and teach that history. And even further than that, it's for, for them to just, it's, I mean, they can't even, they say, well, we don't know. You came from somewhere over at Africa when you were savages. And you were not a people, you just some random, ragtag group of people that we snatched up, you know, and we don't know anything about you. And that's a really big damnable line finding. So when we say, you know, when we say, oh, well, what happened to these people in this book happened to us, then why wouldn't I have And it surely didn't happen to the people that over there in Germany, as a matter of fact, in Israel now, as a matter of fact, it was said that Hitler said we learned how to treat them based upon what the United States were doing to the black people on here. Go ahead, So you began to see that there's a group of people you, you can't talk about, but, but privileges and protections that the rest of us don't have. But to, to get back to what I was saying, should if my identifying with the people in this book because our situation and our circumstances are kind of exactly the same what why are people being upset because we identify with these people even if it's just that we identify with them even if we just say hey our situation is like theirs maybe we should do what they did to get out of the situation how they got out of it maybe we should cry out maybe we should spoil maybe we you know should make some demand maybe we should pray for ghosts even here as we're separated that we pray for a Goshen for each one of us, for each person who are descendants of that evil that our foreparents experienced. Amen. So 
even if what's wrong with us identifying, because I, I can hear the vitriol from people who, white people who say, when you say that, you know, Jesus was black. Carly, don't say oh, those kind of words. Oh, oh, now it doesn't matter. But it mattered when you were depicting him in white. You, It mattered. On your stained glass windows, it matters. And on every person's wall in every person's church, there's a white Jesus. It matters in every movie you made. But as soon as we say, oh, that's not right, we have some other pictures that you all have been hiding, and we does them up. Or just look it. inside you, look inside the Vatican with Pope John Paul praying to a black Madonna. If we don't we don't grasp the moment now, the hour now, and to see what the Most High is really doing, if you don't turn, you will be destroyed with them, with those who reject. Because this is this is to me, I'm like it has to be that he's black because the whole world hates black people. I mean, every other nationality, we've been under their foot. They come in and they're above us. They look down upon us. Japanese, Korean, it doesn't matter. In these 75 years, they've made it illegal for us to even learn. It doesn't matter who they are. They are the absolute hell of the world. Yeah. It's only right to be black. Because how will you then who say you love him? Even the Islamic people say we got Isa. And you know, that's what they call it. And we think yeah, he he's gonna come back and he's gonna do some stuff and he's 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 coming back in the end time. Even you all with the rejection of the black. You say you Islam a sword for us. Yeah. And you still in your Arab nation. Enslave our people. You still enslave the people. So it's only right. You can you could probably if you wanted to you might be you you are breaking up a little you breaking up son. Does Anne break up when she talks? She has a different tone. No, she she wasn't. Say what I said. I don't know. About about the people being able to identify with anything. Maybe. Go ahead. Try again. You have these, what you call transsexual people who men identify as women, women identify as men, identify as the children of Israel. Even if you don't believe it's true, which is a grandeur. They're still amazing for me as one who has taken the covenant upon my lips. 
and has confessed and professed walking with the Most High. I have a mandate and a duty to do righteousness, to do judgment. No matter what I identify as, I identify as his child, and I'm supposed to do you still have a mandate. If you call yourself Christian, you still have a mandate to watch the files, sexual obedience, and wickedness are in high places. It's because we decided that it's better for us to lay down with them and to seek their riches, mm-hmm. and to covet their glory, than to do God's righteousness, than to put evil away from among us. Yes, Lord. They have no problem with doing it to you. And they never will have a problem doing it And you are even evil that they put you away from among them. They can't you when they put. So they break the rules. So that they can take your children when they get ready. Oh, us that? I'm going to come and take your children out of your home because I am demon to do the judging. I'm the overlord. And I make my own rules and my own standards, and they are not biblical. So it's because we lay down on the job, as some would say. that these things are taking place. Because we, we've learned their saying, and they've taught us this, I don't judge. You're not supposed to judge. And you think that's noble. Yeah, in your father. And you're lying because you do judge. But the true wickedness, you won't talk about. And we get these warmed over, uh, leftover, uh, three-year leftover sermons in these churches that's not lifting anybody up. That's not telling people you have to grow. You have to grow in grace. You all grace, grace, and God loves you. You have to grow. Why are you not growing? Because you've been taught that grace was sufficient. Grace alone. Faith alone. Growing grace in the knowledge. Got to grow in knowledge. We've been taught that it's, we've been taught religion. Over and over every Sunday, every Wednesday. They, they're not even adjusted attitudes anymore. It's not working. And people are excited about Kanye coming into their church. People are excited about uh, uh, Snoop Dogg coming into the church. And where are they now? Where's, where's that glory? <laughs> That you gave these people. It was so much. 
need to listen to these people. But a righteous man of God, you won't hear. You won't come to hear what he has to say. We better wake up. We better wake up. Because we will be destroyed with them who are going to be destroyed. And we've been taught to forget. We've been taught to forget it. And we do it well. We do it in the name of We have gotten where everything is black. And we can't find anything worthwhile in us. And yet the most high God did. Do you realize we should really be gone from America if it were not for the hand of God? They kill our babies in the womb. Millions. Millions. Set of body parts. They inject us with all kind of things, all kind of experiments they have on us. They teach us that we are apes. They put guns in our neighborhoods and leave them for you to find them with ammunition. They pump crack into our neighborhoods. And yet our Christian brothers, our Christians, forget it. God said, don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget. Because they're out to devour you. Yes. That's the real thing. That's, that's the point. They're out to devour that's you. The they're out to devour you and to move you away from what the most that God has for us. We are a people that have been plundered. And I, I think I was listening to a book or reading some of the book, The Trauma. Because I used to think that all this stuff was just nonsense. Why? Because I had the glasses on of my oppressor. I can understand why Proverbs say, don't choose the way of your oppressor. I truly can see it. Why is that? Because he'll make you move away from truth. He does. It's right. It's not right just because he's your oppressor. And so when people say, get over it, get over it, let me get over it when God shows me that it's time to get over it. Not at your word. You don't have that kind of power in your ungodliness and your wickedness. Anyone else? Maybe this subject is too sensitive, but somebody got to say it. That's true. Somebody got to say it that loves God's word. Because we're at the place right now that um, churches are doing more and more bubble gum. And see, now, this is another thing. Now, I'm just randomly talking now. So. Okay. But this is another thing that the children are going back to school and are supposed to be going back to school. And they're going to require the children to wear masks all day. What? You know, there's a condition that you can get from wearing a mask all day, but anyway. But they have the option to continue to homeschool. Do you know how many parents don't love their children enough to have their children at home? We love my job so much. I, I, didn't have, I, didn't, I don't have to say anything else. That's exactly my point, that some are going to decide that, ah, it's been too much. I did not delight in this experience. I, it, it's too much for me to do. 
my career that stake. I'd rather send them to school with a mask on all day, even a little baby, hold even on, the little children. Marcus, can you hear the sound now? Marcus said he can't hear the sound. On um, he's on he's on the Facebook. Okay, I don't know what happened. It's still it's still low. No, I'm just it, he he can it may be too low. Let me see. Let me see. She's gonna turn up the sound. Cause this is my brother I met today. When I told you that this brother I was talking to. Uh huh. Ask him if it's better now. Marcus, I need you to text me if it's better now. Or anybody that's on the Facebook, just let me know if, if you can actually, hear me better now. Actually, doing something weird. It is. Yeah, it is. That's what happens sometimes. You start talking about good stuff. But I got a backup copy, and I'm going to put the backup copy on YouTube. Is that any better? Is that any It's a Garland King, I'm going to, teacher. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Pastor King? I'm asking anybody to just let me know if you can hear Loud and clear. He says loud and clear. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. That that that's my brother. We'll go ahead, precious love. So that's that's the point that I was making that most parents are gonna to choose to send their little children to school with these masks on it. and not opt to continue to teach them at home. And because they find they found it too difficult, or, or it is too time consuming, or it is invading on things they want to do, and they're not they. And some children they're gonna think, yeah, I don't want to go back to school because it's been a hassle. I mean, sometimes we can get in the mindset with something is difficult, and we pushed into something that we don't see that we making, we're stressing the children out. We're like, oh, we got to do this, we have to do that. And, and you, you yelling at them. And teacher, te- teacher, treats them better than me Yeah, most of the time. That ought not so to be. And so if we have limitations, Our children are going to be going to be sent off again and put in this predicament. And some of them children don't want to go just because you cut them out. Just because they can't concentrate because it's too much made a place for them to learn in your home. You haven't designated an area or set up certain things. A certain stations where they can do certain things. You ha- you you had enough time to, that you could have worked that out. To this day, when they say you have a choice, there was a time. Yeah, they, yeah. didn't want you to have this choice. I mean, they made it very difficult even for for homeschool children to even in college. So with the option there, I beg you all, whoever can hear me, whoever have small children. Middle school children, high school children, have some patience. Think about it a little longer before you get ready to send them off. Think about the things that they're implementing that that's going to get past you. 
because they already passed laws two things are going to be taught to your children, whether yes. you like it or not. They were teaching anal sex during Obama days in Texas. So, the fifth five year, the fifth graders. Fifth graders, yeah. So I urge you to be prayerful about it because you're going to relinquish under these circumstances where they're having to wear masks all day long. With they I can't even wear one for 15 minutes. You have asthma. You know what hypoxia is? I don't. Hypoxia is a dangerous condition that happens when your body doesn't get enough oxygen. So you know, that mask, you know, you learn in school, you're breathing air, you breathe out carbon dioxide. The plants take carbon dioxide and turn into oxygen. But anyway, this just, thing. Just, just think about it before you're happy that they're going to be sent back, they're going back to school. And some people, that's all they do. I'm going to put you in the band. I'm going to put you on the football team. I'm going to put you on the basketball team. I'm going to put you in this extracurricular thing. I'm going to have you with this coach. I'm going to have you with this instructor. But what do you do? What do you do to train your children? Most children, I'm telling you, even from the church that I grew up in, most children do not get taught God's word. They might get taught, we go to church, we go to church, listen to this pastor, listen to this pastor. When are we going to understand that the Bible is not just the Bible? We ought to know something about these people in Egypt. We ought to know something about the Shemites. We ought to know something about the Hitchcocks. We ought to understand why it is that it was easy for Joseph to live there. We ought to understand who the Hamites are. We ought to understand what their area of the world is. We ought to understand. We ought to be here advanced enough to understand that by the time you get to the Maccabees and by the time you get to the Assyrians, when they drove those people out of the land and brought in other people, where did they We ought to be curious. We ought to be curious to understand what did Alexander the Greek do? What did the Seleucid and the Ptolemy and the people that followed Cassandra and Lachamashus or however you say his name? How did that Greek took over Rome and how is it that Rome got to be over what you call Christianity? And yet it excluded that which is of the Hebrew construct. How is it that for almost 1,500 years you don't have much of black? How is it that you don't get to understand that Islam went and killed and conquered blacks and made them convert to Islam and that they would take those kind of names? How is it that you don't understand that the Catholic Church did the same thing, took our names, took our properties, and gave us European names? How is it that we don't understand that if the black man was the first man, and it truly is, not, not only was he the first one, Everybody else came from him. How did he just disappear when you got to your Bible? Mm. Isn't that quite amazing? It is. We better have, learn the we truth. We have some pictures that are, that out of one of our books, one of our history books, uh-huh. that shows the Egyptians fighting the Asiatics and the Nubians. Is that volume one? That's volume. That's the law, I think. If I'm the law. You have the pictures in your phone. Do you still have those pictures? Probably. You can you can look it up while it's while um because I want you to show it because one of the things that we need there are certain things that are just out there and it's 
and we fail to look at them. So like the Hebrew language, Hebrew is an Afro-Asiatic language, okay? It was formerly called Hamitic, Shemitic. Now, if you think about it, that's what the Bible says. These are the people who intermarried, who had children. Joseph had children. Some of the large, the, the largest tribes, actually, Ephraim. Yes, and then he had Manasseh too, two parts. Yes, were part Egyptian, part Shemitic. That's right. Hamitic, Shemitic, okay? So these things are quite clear. It's, it's not Japhetic. You have two of the sons of Ham, of, of Noah, I'm sorry, of Noah, who came together and formed a people. It's in your book. But if that, just starting with that, but there are some things in, in some historical books that will show you what they look like. It will. I can't tell the difference between these people. They all look alike. And we know that Egypt categorized people. They really did. They did a terrific job about depicting people exactly, not like our white brothers today. Everybody in history is white. They would show you even if they were shepherds, if they were blacksmiths, whatever it was, they'd show you those things. They were true to history. Yes. Unlike the people like, who or, run like, our media. Like Orwell says, we can control it. And who steal our artifacts and, and, and take our treasures and put them in, in their temples, which is their museums all around the world. Make a... Um, a meme that they go get my book. Make a thing okay. so so they so they don't have okay. to see me get up. Okay, that's why, okay. Why 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 you tell the story about okay. what they do with the artifacts? So we're gonna read some of that in Joel in Joel, I think chapter three. How they've taken and stolen things. Is this this book is accurate. This book is very precise. <clears throat> and we're going to be able to see that these things have actually been done. That they go and dig up where they talk. There was a father. They call him a father of the Catholic Church. That the the the, the Ecuadorian people would bring to him. They had so many things they would find. You know where where they were excavating or they were getting ready to plant fields because this is what the Catholic Church would do. They'd go around and they said, We're gonna give you religion for your land. We're gonna and, and, and they thought that well we're gonna learn religion. You know, I'm, you're gonna teach us about God. But know that they didn't do it just with innocence. They had the Jesuits also. They didn't do it just by charm. They did it by the sword as well. And so they're coming, and they would come, and they'd find things 
and they bring them and they restoring them and he kept them. He just can't, he just had all sorts of things that belong to these people. Just like they say the Vatican Church has so many things. So many artifacts. So so many things that the Smithsonian has in their basement that they're hiding. This is what they have done. And we when we get into Joel chapter three, we'll see that this was prophesied, that they would take all of God's treasures and put them into their temple. These are their temples. And and they'll charge you to come into their museum. And they put it on display. And they'll say they're doing something great for mankind. Mankind. So, you find Here's one. This is just a depiction. And these are about people that are supposed to be Jewish. These are the pictures of Abraham right here. You see it? Or do I need to move it? I can I can zoom in. Okay. They're better. Okay, so you get a chance to see even this depiction. Like, wow, how did they get by? How did they get by? Even at the bottom of the didn't go inside my computer. Let me move that water. Okay, so here is just a depiction on the front of the Egyptians. Why is it by the time we get to the thing, Cleopatra down? Uh, okay, Cleopatra. Look at all these people, but that ain't even near the. That ain't nearly the juice. Okay, let me get to some of the juice that Ann was talking about. This one right here. That's that's a good one. This is good. Look, just look at the people here. Out of everything, by the time we come on the scene, get to be where there's no more black people in the world, and we both accept it and just be happy. You know, this is not for real. I want to show you some pictures of us. Look, let me just. Meanwhile, the Midianites, okay, see it? Can you see it on your on your camera? Uh-huh. What, 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 what? If you make a deal, why you come up with all of that? Because I, I come up because I can read. Because I'll buy the books. Look at, look at how they look when they shave. Does that look like Elizabeth Taylor? Does that, does that, is Moses going to look like that and look like an Egyptian, like Charleston Heston? Uh-uh. My God, they've done stuff to us, and it wasn't accidental. I wanted to get find where the Assyrian thing was, and they're playing the liar, Jubal. They've been showing here, they talk about Jubal Kane when he played music. Look at him. Look at how he's depicted. And this book is a view of the biblical world. Jordan Publication, New York. I'm surprised I was able to find the book. Sometimes this set of books is over $600. Okay, and you can take my books. I want you to look at this picture of them fighting with the Assyrians. Can you see it well? We'll pull it down and closer. Down and closer. Yeah. I want you all to look at this. These are... <clears throat> this is a picture of the Nubians, the Asiatics, and the Egyptians fighting. 
You cannot tell these people apart. The only way that they could tell them apart is they say the Asiatics, their hair is longer and they have beards. And they are more clothed than the others. So you see those brothers with those nice beards and the longer hair, those are the Asiatics, okay? These are the Shemitic people. That's what you call Asiatics. These are the Shemitic people. You also see, if you can see, because you can't really tell the people apart a lot. There's, there's, there's one at the top, and his hair is short. Bring it down a little bit. Right there. There's a man at the top. He has no shirt on, and his shield is uh Rounded at the top. Can you make your finger touch it on, on uh, here so they right here. This guy here, that's a Nubian. They all look alike. That's the a Nubian is just an Egyptian. Remember, Nubia Nubia was a part of Egypt, and the Nubians are still there in Egypt today, and they still wear their hair like that. You cannot tell these people. And this is from there. Um, <clears throat> the NK never liked to fight against Steve Lerham. Uh, the Amalekites were a nomadic tribe of war loving desert raiders roaming in the south of Canaan. And in the years of Sinai, in the region of Kadesh, the country of the Amalekites. This is all I'm seeing on it. Okay, let me find it. Because you have powers. Yeah, I was glad. Okay, this says um, the picture reproduced here, which is painted on the famous chest from the tomb of Tutankhamun, graphically portrays the heat and fury of a battle between the Egyptian army and Asiatic tribes, prominent amongst whom are long-haired, bearded desert raiders. Those were the Asiatics. That's what they call them, Asiatic, Asiatic tribes. Excuse me. In contrast to the large shields with rounded tops of the Egyptians and the round shields carried by Canaanite soldiers. So those are Canaanites, what they call Nubians. They are Canaanites. In the 13th century B.C., and the shields of the Asiatics are rectangular and embellished chariots, javelins, short swords. So this is um, a depiction from a, from a chest. Now, this, this is from the Bible. Egypt talks about Joseph when it does that. It may not be that this is the picture of Joseph, but they're letting you see right? Okay? Let's be real. Can you for a minute? If this is what their barbers look like and this is what the people look like when they were getting cut, how is it that Joseph was looking like one of the Egyptians at that particular time and his family could know the difference? Mm -hmm. If he'd have been... Mm. Uh, 
again. We have to go through and you have to search and find and look because we don't want you to know your history. So we allow you to think that the Bible is something that was given by our overlord so that you won't believe it. But that's your only strength. It's the only strength that will guarantee that you that you don't I don't mess with your wife. You don't mess with my wife. I don't steal from you. I don't lie to you. I won't lie on you. If we find the most high God that we would put the murder away from us. We put the rapist to death. This is what we're talking about. Having a God centered government as opposed to what we have now. This is what we need. This is what we got to have. I just wish I just wish the Lord that we would just do what God said. And it's like I say when I tell people and they don't hear me, I say I'm primarily dealing with black people. Not exclusively. Not exclusively. Paul says the gospel primarily was to the Jews. That's that's what primary means first. And then also the Greek. But herein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Jew Gentile, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Even when the Messiah, again, I'll say it, I'm only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I'm sent to them first. But she said, but the dog, because he said it ain't not meat to get a children meet the dog. Now, you think that was soft? Mm. But she said, you got the help. You got, you got, you got what I need. Mm. She said, but the children eat, the, the dogs eat the crumbs. Said, woman, I ain't seen no face like that. You're going to get what you asked for. But wholesale, I'm not doing it until the power comes from on high, and I want to send my apostles to gather my other sheep, which are not of this fold, and I'm going to bring them, and they're going to do what I told Abraham. They are going to possess the gates of their enemies. Right now we are possessed, and we're being slaughtered. Cause we got all these immature lessons. All these people. Let's get saved. Let's get saved. Let's go to church. Let's get saved. What about kingdom rule? What about God's government in our house? How we treat our wife? How we treat one another? How we stand for truth? And somebody will tell you that Jesus is one other color that he's not, and you can prove that he wasn't, then why can't they just say he was a woman? Why can't you? What's wrong with that? It's like, it's not the truth. Why is it that everything black is bad? Yeah. Oh, I hadn't even gone through all of the inventions and things that we've made that have been taken from us. We were called stupid. We were called stupid. As a matter of fact, I ain't going to read this book. But you see this? This one is called Outcast of Evolution. One of my books. Can you see it, Precious Love? Yes, you see how it come from? Raise it up. Raise it up. A little bit right, yeah. So can, can, can you see the little animal that we come from? Again, you see that, uh, pull it back to me. And what you end up seeing, what you end up seeing in this book, Outcast of Evolution, see where the black men rank. See who ranks the tough on the top. This is what was taught in churches. This is what was taught in our government. This is why you were three-fifths of a person, and they tried to change it to say, oh, only was three-fifths because the Southern was going to vote too much. No. Chief Justice Tenney said there is no right that a black man has that a white man has to go along with. He said that with his own mouth. Again, look at us. They didn't go as deep with the man. Can you see it? Mm-hmm. 
look at this. They said we were nothing. We're animals. That's what UNESCO teach. UNESCO, the United Nations Education, they teach that. Churches taught it. Government taught it. And we're still teaching that our children be taught that by this ungodly, damnable man, Charles Darwin. We understand that this man, I didn't want you to, this man, this, this reprehensible, this reprehensible piece of a man. But yet people follow him and his cousin is the one that did this thing called um, eugenics. And in eugenics, what he, what he did is we're going to only deal with good genes. And when he with Margaret Sanger, guess what they did? They made parenthood. You see the real title of Origin of the Speeches? Can you see it, Andrina? Mm-hmm. And then get closer. Mm-hmm. How about that? Okay. Read it. You can read it. With them. Closer. Closer. Good there. Preservation of favored races in the struggle for life. Read the top line, the big one. The origin of species yeah. by means of natural selection. What is that? Or, preservation. Or the preservation of favored races. And the struggle for life. This is why we weren't taught. This is why we were beaten. That's why we were raped. That's why we were not allowed to learn. It's because what we want to do is let you get educated enough that you can be our dogs. And I submit to you that the Lord God that we serve say enough is enough. Now do we say it with him? Mm-hmm. If we say it with him, we're going to change our attitude. We're going to start doing what's right. But if we're not going to do what he says, it's going to keep happening. Unless we get to the place that we love him like he says and do like he says, we will always be at the bottom of the barrel. But when we start doing like he says, we're going to make it. So I'm glad for the people that joined us tonight. Thank you all. I appreciate everybody that joined in tonight. And if the Lord's will, you got something else you want to say? Please do. I was just saying, you're welcome. Which volume, uh, which volume were you looking in? Okay. And the other one is the one you have. Uh, when volume. No, it was the same you had. Yeah. Oh, we got two of the same. Yes. yes. <laughs> so that, it's going to be in your volume one, Gary. Okay. Again, you all, thank you for joining us. And let's pray that God will elevate us. Let's pray that God will give us, those of us that shed his black skin, the mind to be dedicated and consecrated to him so that we can be the benefit to the world that we need to be. Quit playing. Quit being the officer of the world. Bring righteousness and judgment back into the land. Because if we can't bless ourselves, we're not able to bless this nation. But we ought to be able to try to bless ourselves and work on us. That's who we control, ourselves. May God, Yahweh, bless us and keep us. May he make his beautiful face to shine upon us, be gracious to us, and give us his peace. Amen. Amen. And even so, amen. Amen. Good night, everybody. We love you. Love you all, too.